950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, Hunter Hawes, Eric Nelson, here for this week's Mission Accomplishers. Hey, hey. Welcome, folks, to Mission Accomplishers. We like to accomplish the mission here or there around the world, Iraq or Chirac. What, what did Chief Keefe call it? It was Chirac. Uh, just Chirac, Chirac. Ah, uh, mission accomplishers. I don't know if Chief Keefe ever called it that. He probably did. I, I uh, that's what I, who I was thinking of. Uh, Drill music. Mm-hmm. Um, but mission accomplishers back. Uh, kind of been inconsistent the past three months, few four months, seasons. <laughs> um, now we're in winter. And we're getting back to it. I was just thinking about they were coming up on the one-year anniversary, but it's like, eh, sort of. <laughs> yeah, I know, because there's a big gap in the middle. Um, but the the winter and New Year coming up, I don't know, have you made any, you don't, you probably aren't a New Year's resolution type, are you? Um, I'm trying to think. I've never made one before, so I guess I'm not. You never I mean, made I, one. I but I, I never I made like some good ones. I mean, I've made resolutions, but they're not like I'm going to change at the turning of the year because I think like yeah. If well, if there's something I want to do, I'll just start doing it immediately. what I'm doing right now. Um, like I remember when I quit cigarettes, and I was thinking like, oh, I'll quit like when I'm finished the pack, and it's like, well, why not just quit now I think and I'll just have it ready? The best to go. way to do it. And that was the only time I actually quit cigarettes was when I had cigarettes like on standby. So it's like if I really need them, I can smoke them. But like, yeah, I like I don't need. Because if I don't have them at all, then I'll like start craving yeah. them, and so, it's something weird. Yeah, uh, that totally happens. Uh, but a couple of better resolutions I've had were uh, one year uh, was do anything I say when I'm drunk. Oh, uh, sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and the 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 idea behind it was that so that I would be more careful about what I said, I think. Um, and then also, is this, because it would be a lot more fun to live up to that. Oh yeah. Okay, is this in the moment or like later on when you've made no, plans? No, anytime I, if I say something, I have to go through with it. Okay. Yeah. I can see that actually being interesting because you come up with a lot of wild plans. And you always say to people like, let's hang out like. Yeah, and let's then, like go on a trip. Like yeah. Plan, and so those things never come to fruition. I said, then people started trying to trick me though. And, uh, okay. <laughs> That was annoying, but um, that one, the the other one I had that was good was, um, oh, now I'm blanking on it, but I'm totally with you on the, um, just start your resolution now, and that's what I've been doing, just kind of piecing away, knowing that that's going to be my look of the year next year. The only time I think that I put it off once was when I was thinking, like, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym. I was like, oh, but everyone's going to be there in January. So I was like, I'll just do it February 1st. <laughs> and, the, and that kind of worked. The gym, that, that's always the one that doesn't work. It's always the, God, we should figure out a way to make money off that. Somehow there's a way to make money because everyone does gym, like, uh, memberships for New Year's. Counterfeit IDs and we can share memberships yeah, to the gyms. how could we do that? Uh, well, a couple of my uh, huckster plans I've got going on right now is uh, buy up bikes right now, like fall, winter, Minnesota, and then 
spring, summer, go out to New York and sell them. I've heard about people doing that. It's... You, I remember $250 our, is like the lowest a bike will go for. Someone was telling me that someone like loaded up trailers and brought them to New York for the spring and just sold all these garbage bikes that would normally be 50 bucks or free on Craigslist. Yeah, so I was thinking spend like a couple hundred dollars, like let's say $500. You could count on 5000 to $10,000. Like just count on that and but it would be like to be able to get into that like routine a lot of good things could happen so i'm thinking about pursuing that getting the like five dollar bikes off craigslist and starting to store them although i will say the craigslist uh secondhand bike market Mm -hmm. is one of the worst markets you can ever enter in craigslist yeah i've tried there's all these other apps i've tried selling bikes i've tried (laughs) buying it and it's a nightmare of just, hey, do you want to trade this uh, bike for my dresser? <laughs> like, no, I don't want any of your random crap you have. Just give me money. Yeah, the people you meet on Craigslist, too, are a different breed. It I is. had a guy come pick up a vending machine I had. And, and it was like a combination of kind of the scariest people I knew. Like, kind of sleaziest. <laughs> and... There's some truth to that Craigslist, like, uh, those, the stereotype, or, like, be fearful of people yeah. you meet on Craigslist. <laughs> like, they always say, like, be fearful, but, like, specifically Craigslist, Craigslist. people. It's not just Craigslist. random people. It's people who yes. constantly use Craigslist are dangerous. I don't know what that is, what's on Craigslist there, but there's something. Um the other thing I've been into lately is uh, Alexa and smart home stuff. I got my house full of these lights. I got cameras. I got – do I have anything else cool? But I didn't think I'd fall trapped to this, but I'm in it. I'm in the fad of smart home gear. Cameras, like security cameras? Yeah, Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I started – I set up a security camera with just an old laptop, but it that's would be nice. I was trying nice. to do it first. Um, but it is kind of hard with the laptop. It doesn't work as reliable, uh, and then you mm-hmm. have to extend the webcam or whatever you're using. These are really nice because they go Wi-Fi, uh, and they're cheap now. They're like $20, 20 to $30. Really. I'm always suspicious of those smart home technologies when they're that cheap. Because I feel like they're using it alternately as a way to mine data, especially when something like oh, Alexa all, all owned by them. Amazon. So th- where they'd be giving that away for free if it didn't make people too suspicious. Yet you are right. Um, the thing is I can't figure out why I should worry. Like, I well, you love commercials, so I feel like you might benefit specifically. So from this, this. Is, that's my only point is that uh, I agree that this is bad. It's unethical that people need to worry more than they do. But I sincerely ask, like for me personally, is there any reason I need to worry about them having all my data, like knowing everything about me? And I'm like, I don't. I think I see anything that I would care about. Yeah, for me, it's just the idea that everything I do is being, like, cataloged, recorded, and analyzed. 
and just in the back of my mind, and there's there's someone there like who has access to that. So, so it, I don't think I'm going to like worry about oh I did anything bad that's going to get me in trouble. I just don't yeah. like the idea of in the back of my head knowing I'm being watched. I don't I don't like it either. But like when everyone else is having it happen to them too, I don't care as much. It's kind of like the modern surveillance state where it's not like Big Brother in the sense that you're mm-hmm. always being watched, but you are always being recorded. There's there's a record that they can go back to if they want to see something. So what's going to happen, this is an unforeseen consequence, is that our grandchildren are going to be able to pull up data of all of us, and they'll have some sort of way to like make sense of it all, and it'll tell everything about us, like all the dark sides, all the good sides, but it'll be a full picture of who we were as people. I do think that that's good in the sense that right now, like I think we're entering the age where any sort of dirt in your past mm-hmm. makes you a non-entity in politics. It kind of makes you impossible to employ past a certain level of yeah. felonies, where if in this new it reality, it's like there. everyone's secrets are out on the open and people kind of come to the realization that no one's perfect, and the few people who are are just yeah. psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that was really adjusted quickly of just getting used to that everyone's flawed because for such a long time, people were able to cover this up very easily. And then... Um, I don't know if it's really... We've moved past it. I mean, well, we've I, started to accept it. It, it. We have made progress for I sure. I mean, yeah, we're coming to accept, like, okay, we, everyone, like, especially, like, college athletes these days, like, look at any of their early, like, social medias, like, oh, yeah. look at, they said this, they said this, they said this when uh, they were 12. Uh, but we see things, like, we have, uh, I saw uh, some, just a drug addict that won state house somewhere and it's like that couldn't have happened 15 years ago even yeah like a hard drug user mm-hmm. of like heroin or meth or something um where we're at a point where people are more forgiving um because they've been exposed to more like situations like that in their life yeah uh, i think that that might have something to do with the changing attitude towards addiction yeah. But also definitely that it, more people's uh, real lives it, are on display. Uh, but I'm kind of – I'm trying to go anywhere is that we, we have a, a conscience that people are flawed more so than we did uh, like in the 90s or something. Mm-hmm. My worry – It's I, the beginning. Like it's just budding but it's happening. And that's maybe like a positive outlook on the – possibilities of like the new modern surveillance surveillance state um some positive out outcomes i just think that it'll probably not be like that i don't mm-hmm. think the information will be open to the public i think it'll no. be shared by the corporations that collect it because it's only profitable when only they have it yeah and it'll just be used as a means to exploit us yeah and like when it starts hitting the fan they like we got a real possibility of, uh, like, democratic fascist state in the next, like, two decades. Like, What do you do, mean by that? Just the way the Republican Party, the things they're embracing. Oh, okay. Like, you keep going that direction, and you have a couple economic crises. Couple that with all this data that, 
like uh, the corporations have and China with just how successful that economic model is for growth. Like someone's going to combine all that into the 21st century fascist boy. Maybe. The thing about the Chinese is that they're always planning ahead like 30, 50 years where in our society we're planning forward Three months, and I. It's mean, kind of funny. Well, you hear like, oh, China, they just blew it this uh, cor- this financial quarter. It's like China's <laughs> not thinking about yeah. things in terms of the next decade. Uh, I, I just worry about China's model and the rest of the world wanting to adopt it because of how like productive it is. Mm-hmm. So I could see like the next Donald Trump going like, we should be like China. Like, yeah. Have you seen the documentary, I believe it's called The Factory. It's on Netflix. Mm-mm. It was, it's about a factory, I think it's in Flint, Michigan, that produces automotive windshields, okay. glass products. And essentially it's a Chinese company that came to build a factory in Detroit uh-huh. or Flint, Michigan, somewhere in Michigan. And essentially they try to apply all these like Chinese characteristics towards their business to a factory in uh, Michigan. And it just doesn't go at all because the employees are not willing to work, Yeah, you know, 28 days a month. <laughs> They're not willing to work for 14 hours straight, and they expect conditions to not guarantee injury. And <laughs> the Chinese businessmen are just complaining the entire movie about the lazy Americans not willing to just put their lives on the line for the class the, company. It's important because it's like just because something can be more productive doesn't mean it's – the right way to go about things like yeah i mean it's i guess it's more productive and it's the right way to go about things for the owners of the glass company yeah but mm-hmm. for the average person for anyone who's not those 20 people at the top of the company it is not helpful and it makes your life actively worse and uh i want more people to kind of experience that and wake up to that production is not the most important thing in life that's Licking boots should not be what you strive to get up for in the morning. Yeah. I mean, all the all the things that we measure society on on an objective scale are basically financial or they need mm-hmm. to be able to be broken down into simple numbers or metrics that can be understood through math. And there's a lot of things where how do you judge certain elements, like how happy you are, yeah, how, how fulfilled you are with life. You can ask people to... Give, uh, you know, a 1 to 10 scale or something like that. But who knows, like, if we're even capable of and giving those numbers for ourselves. Yeah, I, I really don't understand this, the drive for, well, I understand it, obviously. But the, the, the career uh, success, like, how just across the nation you see it, that people think that if they just get far enough in their job, if they just get the right spouse, uh, enough money that they'll reach this point of like life's over, game over. And it's all it's like wrapped up in me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all it wrapped is. up in how do you improve your own conditions uh, in a very basic way, in a way that can be shown on paper. And then it, it, they take it out on other people. Like the frustration and dissatisfaction because usually... Like, the focus on that, uh, because there's 
often there's not any payout. Like so. Well, yeah. even the psychos who believe it and do yeah. like enjoy that lifestyle, enjoy that way of living, just participating in it, in it actively makes everyone else a participant. Mm-hmm. But God, if we could just have a little bit of a change, like have it be okay to instead like work on your own mental health with especially with like how just all like how common mental health problems are these days uh to have a little bit of a societal like uh focus or attention or like pat you on the back for doing that kind of uh you know what I'm trying to say I kind of like, do uh if we had the Sounds way, like Andrew Yang's alternate currency based well, on doing good deeds. I, I'm not saying something like that. I know, but I, I'm saying, like, I wish we could have just some sort of that oomph emphasis? towards, yeah. Like emphasis on self-care. Like what we value as inward. an American culture. Like, because uh, there's not much, there, there's a little bit on that, but... No one's going to tell you to put that above everything else ever. And if we had a little bit of that. Where, yeah, I don't know. Are you trying to, like, incentivize it or just create no, a culture? No, I'm not. A culture. Uh-huh. Uh, See, I think a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of these mental health issues are directly related to the sort of alienation and loneliness mm-hmm. that we experience in this culture that is entirely based on personal growth, entirely based on improving your own material conditions, mm-hmm. where a lot of... Uh, this mental health issue comes from people, even when they achieve it, don't find it in any way redeeming. Mm-hmm. Where I think we have a, need to have a greater uh, focus or emphasis just on improving your community, improving society. Absolutely. Where yeah. at least you get a sense of uh, community or family or just belonging to a group you greater get purpose. than yourself. That's what it is. It's, it's just your life has meaning. The, the hollow meaning of thinking that, like, if you get enough money... If uh, you get enough Instagram followers, if you get whatever is going to, you're going to hit a point of just contentment or like you won. It doesn't happen. And I just, so many people are stuck in that. But at the same time, like, what are they looking for those things for? And I was thinking, like, fill the voids or like, is that that for like approval from their peers? Like, oh, I'm going to impress someone with this. We're ultimately looking for a connection. And looking for, I don't know, validation from each other. I think I think both are at play. I, I'm noticing more though the unhealthy, uh, and just it's I don't know. It's sad because there's so much potential in people, and uh, people will f- just fight their life to not look inward. Like they will put it all on the line to protect. The wrong things in life. Like just uh, most. I, th- I think that might Most be... people too who are trying to even better themselves is yeah. the thing. Well, that's the thing. Like I think that maybe we're talking past each other. But when you mm-hmm. say like to look inward, I think that's exactly the problem. You're focusing so much yeah. on your mental health. You're focusing so much on you, you, you. Even if you uh, redefine what you're yeah. looking for, you need to look at okay. how do you impact your environment. That's that's true. I, and I see this approach as you need to find a 
a purpose outside of the like, sure. I think that's the a great you. synthesis so, of the two ideas is that you need purpose. Mm-hmm. And so, we're actually like a healthy attitude. Like when people get really into fitness, I've never met like a very depressed, very sad person. Or just like self improvement in a yeah. positive way, I think as long as it doesn't come at the expense totally. of others, I I guess I've never seen like a unhealthy version of that. I'm sure it exists, but it's far less common. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, those things are good. And there's the reason uh, people have averse reactions usually is from uh, insecurity in themselves. Like uh, I hate when I like say when someone offers me a drink or something and I say don't and then that makes them upset like I'm thinking I'm better like I, I've had that happen that's always really weird and yeah it's super weird because it's like no I'm really ashamed actually <laughs> like so I don't think I'm better at all uh and I just I I really hate that one um but yeah, or, like, try to pressure you to, to, into doing, like, something that you don't want to do, specifically, like, drugs or alcohol or something yeah. like that. Where the it's weed. Like, people I get, love I to. I've really only experienced it with weed, where yeah. they're like, I feel like I don't really smoke weed anymore because I don't like it. But, like, when I was quitting, it's like. They're convinced that, no, you do like it. <laughs> yeah, you're just. Like, you just aren't doing it this way. You're not way. doing enough constantly. <laughs> yeah. Or, you, like, the past 10 years of your life have been wrong. You actually do like it. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, God. Like, I'm not saying you can't like it. I did. It's fine. Same exact experience. It's the the stoners. They do not accept that a person could not like weed. It does. It's impossible. It, it's, you're just an idiot that does it wrong. <laughs> I, they, they do all say that too. Who I've talked to. It's like when I had hiccups for a couple weeks straight. And every person I met was like, no, I have a way to get rid of hiccups immediately, every time. And they were like, I've done everything, so tell me, and I do it. And they're like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. It works every time, 100% of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, people, I've heard in the past few weeks some real extreme takes that's like, why do you believe this? Why is this the ship you want to like go down on? Uh, one person sincerely believed that uh, heroin was better for you than aspirin. Yes. I mean, I don't know. Is that true? It's like... <laughs> it's definitely caused far more destruction in lives than aspirin has. Yes. And they're they like, specifically no, being... no, I think... What about your kidneys? Yeah, maybe if you're talking about like a specific effect that's on all, a single body part, that's all then maybe do. that's true. I don't know. Yeah, but it's set in his head, though. That's that... like saying cigarettes are healthier for you than... Yeah, uh, fruit. Because cigarettes, and, uh, like, can prevent Alzheimer's. So just smoke tons of is way healthier than fruit. Uh, what do you think about fluoride in drinking water? I don't know enough about it. Everything I've, but what I have read is that the levels that it's in drinking water are not toxic. Yeah, um, I've gotten like I haven't gotten any cavities in my entire life. And America's and I had tons a, of fluoride uh, in my water when I was a kid. A place where we actually have good teeth, like. Most of the world doesn't have good teeth, uh, but the fluoride helps. Uh, and how it started, actually, I, I – Although, I'll say, if anyone proposed doing fluoride, like, tomorrow, 
uh-huh. people would be like, you were out of your mind. What are yeah. you, you're adding a chemical to all their drinking waters? So what happened was there was this town that had fluoride in the water, and they couldn't figure out why. Like a natural deposit or something like that? Yeah, everyone else's town around them, uh, everyone's teeth were falling out early. And like um, this town, they had brown teeth, but everyone's teeth stayed in. And they're like, what is going on? They studied it for years and years, and they figured out it was that chemical. And then that's probably because I have pretty yellow teeth. I've had it from birth. Like I remember, right when my teeth grew in, they were like kind of yellow. But I've never gotten a cavity, and I'm not great at flossing. Yeah, I haven't been to the dentist in like 13 years. I just went last time. I was like a decade off. I was so scared when I went. Uh, yeah, it's. I went to Shamblot even with our dental trade, and then I couldn't go back. I was so embarrassed with uh, everything they were going to have to do, supposedly. Because I went for the... the, Oh, so you got like a... I got the initial look at my teeth, and then I saw what the bill could actually be, and I'm like, no, I can't ask for that. Going George Washington. Because I wasn't sure if they were going to pay for it all here or how it worked. And I'm like, that bill's way too scary to (laughs) take. Can you give a rough? Um, Is it in the thousands? Oh, yeah. I can't even remember the exact amount, but like it was definitely over (laughs) (laughs) $5,000. Oh, no. So, yeah, I'm like, I know that I get something cover but they were signing me up like let's take care of it then i'm like what, what, uh, uh, is it gonna cover it i don't believe you're gonna That's, cover I, it i got in that situation when i got went to the dentist last because they took an x-ray of my teeth and did all these things and then they came back in and they're like oh actually your insurance doesn't cover these things and it's like well you just did it and like yeah. you shouldn't have checked that first and i was on the line for like 350 dollars and that's why I don't get why Medicare for All isn't an easier sell because all those things are Especially, so Especially I haven't heard any other candidates besides Bernie Sanders suggesting that Medicare for All should cover all things, including teeth and vision. Like why are teeth for some reason outside of the rest of healthcare? Are they luxury uh, bones? And hearing, hearing they never include. Oh, they don't? Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, seeing and eating and hearing, those are all luxuries. I know. Oh, God. What is this world that we want to live in? Like, what is the kind of Republican vision for all of this? Well, the Republican vision is you just— You get rich enough to— No, if you're too poor, people eat you, and they harvest your body parts. I don't know. Well, I guess it's so many people don't picture themselves being the poor person. Yeah, and in the worst conditions, well, all the churches will help them. Yeah, that's what it is, and it's me. I can't escape thinking that I'm not the poor person. Yeah, I mean, we are. But yeah. there's people even worse off. Well, that. yes, I know. And I just mean that that it's like I could never feel like it, I couldn't be the one that it happens oh, to. Oh, I know. I always, I'm always confused by people when they you know see homeless people or someone in a destitute situation. I'm like, what? Losers. What? You know, mm-hmm. I always think like I'm one bad decision away or like some totally. so very close teetering on the edge to just being completely destitute. Uh, yeah. And – that that was my point. Um, and, but others don't. <laughs> they feel so disconnected. God, I have this one friend. He's, uh, God, I should be careful with this. <laughs> but 
Um, he's just saying his thirties and like parents pay for absolutely everything. Um, he actively refuses to get like any sort of job. Um, and he thinks that just one day when he decides to get his life together, that he's going to get the high paying job and the mansion. And like he, he spends all of his time using this app on his phone to build mansions, uh, like remodel mansions and like, just as a fantasy of what he plans on doing. Yeah. And it's like, what do you think you can do? Like, you have no degree. You have no skills. Yeah, like it's a little late for architecture. No ambition, and it's like uh, that. Those things are fine, but why do you think that you're like better and like <laughs> worthy of all of this? That's, I find that is a very common idea. Yeah, maybe not to that extent, but among so many people who argue against certain things, mm-hmm. like certain taxes, things like that. Who think like, oh, well, I'm going to be rich one day. I don't have any means about how I'm going to do that, but I will just trip into uh, fast wealth and success. And that is so different from me. I I do not have the presumption of wealth on my way. It's like, oh, I can't make plans for two months from now because what if I get diagnosed with Parkinson's before then? (laughs) I have no reason to believe I will, but there's going to be a medical emergency. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know where that all comes from. And that, that's all the stuff they blame on millennials, the entitled attitude, but uh, it's kind of the older people that pass that on. Okay. Boomer following that. I, I think, I don't know. I just don't even think it's generational. I'm trying to look at it. Uh, but it kind of gets t- thrown in that mix often. A specific subset of group of people just like like to have identities to blame or like a large group that they can yeah. name and they'll just apply it to basically anyone. It's like how, oh, you know, millennials are so obsessed with technology, the smartphones and stuff. It's like every 50-year-old <laughs> person I know is glued to their <laughs> smartphone. Well, and I guess the thing is to it extends to like marriage and that and that people feel this pressure that they have to like uh, get married or like do whatever so they get in bad relationships and that Um, but it comes from that same like well I deserve everything like uh, I deserve a good husband or wife and like a house and blah, blah 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 all the expectations that are put there i don't uh, even know if it's always like they deserve it but at least like in marriage and stuff like that it's like more it. like i what is the expectation like what is the right thing to do next where they won't necessarily judge their situation based on the what yeah. they have at the moment um yeah i, I, I was kind of making a stretch but saying how it just continues into that and it's um i guess I, yeah go ahead i think one of the the, the benefits that I had in my life was kind of uh, things falling apart all at once so hard and coming, getting back up off my feet afterwards. Uh, There was a sincere appreciation for the little things and then also like not having any expectations 
for anything, really. Mm -hmm. And it just, uh, it, it's an easier way to go about life. When you see how wrong things can go, mm -hmm. and then when you just remind yourself, like, okay, I'm not there. And yeah. I never, like, I never reached that point. Uh-huh. And I, I see so many people our age that are setting themselves up for some major divorces and... Uh, what do they call that midlife crisis? Sure, we've went full circle because I remember kind of talking about this with you, like year at the beginning episode, of the show because it's winter. <laughs> yeah, where I was saying like, oh, you just set your expectations low enough, like you will never be disappointed. Yeah, every like it's always good news. Like, oh, things didn't go awful. <laughs> Nothing went horribly wrong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, uh, there, there's there's some truth to that, but. Um, like everything, you have to funnel it the right way. Like, uh, take that, kids, and do what you will with it. Um, let's see. This weekend, I think I'm going to go do a homeless campout in Chaska. I don't have the details, but, man, a November campout to... Um, it's a fundraiser for homeless, like, causes, but um, I think that's a good eye-opener to kind of yeah. picture what it actually is like, and that's going to be pretty mild, actually. I know. I mean, you're sleeping outside in November, which is not the worst <laughs> month of Minnesota, and just imagine people, okay, well, you'll get to go back into a warm home, Yeah. and there's always an exit route. Now imagine doing that every day for basically perpetuity. So what I was thinking is that, like, really successful rich people should, like, every few years do a month where they have nothing and they have to, like, just... When you say they should do it, are you saying, like, this should be enforced? No, they should I just am. do it for their, like, like uh, perspective. But, uh, I mean, because some of those super rich guys are into weird things. Oh, yeah. So I could see one of them doing this. I don't want them to enjoy, though. I want them it to be like a maybe a responsibility. Like, yeah, I'm down with that also, but that wasn't what I was— I don't I know was, who you'd get to enforce this yeah. weird punishment. Uh, but, my God, would that really change your perspective on things? Like, so often, if, like— Just getting a taste of it. Mm -hmm. Because it's so easy to just look past— people outside in the middle of winter where it's like, no, but you know how it was cold for you to pump your gas? Mm -hmm. They just have to stay outside for the next three months. Yeah, God, that the stuff sticks. And when you don't have that feeling of, I can just go home, that is what really makes, like, When you want to stop and you can't. Occur. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that would be healthy for people. Um other than that, there was something else I wanted to say. Well, there's something I, – I mean, have you been following, like, the reaction to – you've heard OK Boomer, haven't yeah. you, recently? Y yeah. It's kind of just like an online meme uh -huh. to, like, dismiss someone out of touch with the current world. Yeah. But I've just been laughing at a lot of the reactions, like, oh, this is a slur. Like, we're having violence committed against us. <laughs> Where if you look back at every – all the media produced by those people – for the past five years about millennials, <laughs> like saying we're destroying society yeah. and just like one like offhand flippant joke is now like the greatest crime committed in the last decade. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I really want someone to be able to speak to like. You can talk about a millennial entitlement, but like 
that generation had things so easy and has not and given they, up they can't, much. They can't understand how millennials don't have it the same way. They can't understand that, like, apartments aren't a tenth of our wages. Yeah. I'm not usually a fan of, like, generational identity politics. But in this instance, it's it fits perfectly because the conditions when they were young are not at all the same. So when you just interpret everything today through the lens when you were growing up, it's, I don't know, it has no connection to reality. And I just always want to note that, like, the AM950 listeners, y'all are usually the woke ones. So, like, don't include yourself. We're talking about general public because I get emails about this when I start talking generationally. And it's like, no, you guys are... Great, you get it. Um, so no, these like comments I'm are directed in- at people who don't get it. Yeah, I'm not including the listeners of this station who are. Unless uh, you do this, then I am. Yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, everyone I've met is really good about acknowledging the problems of young people. No, I have not met any listeners of AM 950 who's bad about this or who I vehemently disagree with them on things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary brings it up all the time when he calls. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of the general, like, gist I've gotten from everyone when we've talked about this. Um, What I do kind of dislike is when older generations claim that, like, oh, this next generation, they'll fix it. Like, they're so much better. And, like, they might be a little more, like, accepting or progressive, like, culturally. Mm. But that doesn't mean that their politics are necessarily better or they're not going to— just continue doing – because I always feel like most people are just going to continue doing what people have been doing since yeah. the dawn of time. I mean people are always the same. Um, it's just the ex- – This generation ex- should be interesting though when we actually do – I mean it could happen right now, but yeah. apparently you can't vote till you're 60. Uh, yeah. So – Well, the, like the – yeah, I guess I, like growing up entirely online – Mm-hmm. Is kind of a new phenomenon. I mean, we did like the internet was around, but it wasn't a major part of our lives. For uh, like, I had the internet when I was in first grade, but I mean, it's like, do I go to Nickelodeon.com? Yeah. Well, that's what's so interesting is we lived the to see that whole thing transpire. That, mm-hmm. that was a really awesome time to grow up for what's coming. Kind of at the perfect time too, because we were in high school, right? At, Sort of the yeah. dawn of social media. Well, at, what was terrible timing is that we got the recession right when we turned 18. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it's perfect timing to be born or anything. Just it for was, this yeah. specific case. That was terrible. <laughs> but um, for, yeah, the internet, which is one of, probably the most important thing um, of this day. What do you think is the greatest human accomplishment? Like, I have an answer. Hmm. I probably the Hubble telescope. I would say the domestication of dogs. Okay. That is the greatest. It depends how you're like what scale this is on. Is like the greatest structure to the yeah. I don't know. Most improvement to human life. I I just came up with that. I'm like, God, that is really the coolest thing we've ever done. I'll say agriculture. Um, well, yeah, that's indoor, boring, though. Indoor plumbing, <laughs> so you don't have to smell your crap all day? Yeah. Uh, dogs are just... 
Dogs so are fun. Cool. Yeah. Like, I think it's the right answer for that question because it's like it is it's big deal. Those things are bigger kind of, but uh, dogs are the cool answer. Modern germ theory? Uh, what's modern germ theory? Just that. Oh, oh, that's how, like, like hand sanitizer and stuff. That yeah, like, just an understanding of awareness like, that of, microbes exist. Yeah. Um, God, it's so crazy that just like when our grandparents were born, really, that didn't exist. They're just like, scooping guts out. God, it's insane how. Uh, short of time ago these things were that's uh have you seen the tv show the nick it's the nick the nick n-i-c-k with the blonde girl um i don't know if blonde girls yeah no. there's uh no it's got i think clive owen and he plays a doctor right around the turn of like modern medicine oh, okay so he's actively like inventing a lot of the medical procedures while simultaneously using some of that old medicine it's just a fun show yeah. and he's just uh Crazy, like, cocaine addicts yeah. uh, constantly, you know, doing cocaine and then performing public surgeries. Ah, oh, I have seen that. Um, and on that note, there's the Museum of Questionable Medical Devices Oh, that's in an Saint awesome Paul. Yeah. Uh, museum. Should we do a show from there? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I only went there, you know, when I was – I was probably, like, 13 when I went there. But I remember just loving yeah, it. Yeah, it's so awesome. Let's take a look at that. But we've got enough time. So, as always, folks, remember to prosecute the Bush administration for war crimes. We're coming for you, bastards. Cool. There's that. we got to do the Broadcasters Hall of Fame, too. I've never. That sounds boring. Though. There's not so as much cool stuff to see. Yeah. Just put our pictures up and just, <laughs> just bring framed photos for them to put up. Yeah. There was a reason I wanted to go to it.